Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have engaging, eye-opening conversations with all kinds of fascinating tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a new listener, welcome. Glad you're here, and have a listen to all our previous episodes. You will definitely hear some interesting stories and learn some good things. Really quick before we start, this podcast reaches a growing international audience, and I would love to use this platform to help your tango community. So if you have an upcoming event, classes, or if you sell stuff like tango shoes or tango dresses, etc., I'd encourage you to be a sponsor for Joe's Tango Podcast. Rates are really good right now, so if you're interested, please feel free to contact me at joe at healthytango.com. Once again, that's joe at healthytango.com. Get in touch and I'll see what I can do to help you out. I'll also put my contact information in the show notes to make it a little easier. Okay, on with the show. My guest today is originally from Stuttgart, Germany, but is currently based in Buenos Aires. He is an internationally renowned bandoneon player, a music arranger, composer, and teacher. He studied with a number of tango masters, including Julio Pane, Pablo Mainetti, Horacio Romo, and Osvaldo Montes. And he also studied composition at the Conservatorio López Puchardo. Since relocating to Buenos Aires in 2003, he has become a prominent presence in the tango music scene there. And with me now from Buenos Aires is Bernardo Fingas. Bernardo, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Thank you for the invitation, Joe. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely want to get into your tango story, but first a little bit about your musical background, uh, Bernardo. Uh, Was music something you were always interested in? Well, I, I start very late with, uh, with music and I start uh, after, after a career of, uh, in, in an art school in Germany. Mm-hmm. Or maybe while, while I made the career, it came the bandonian in my way. So uh, there started everything with the music. So it was not from beginning. So how, how did you discover the bandonian? Yes. I discovered the bandoneon by a CD of uh, Astor Piazzolla, and uh, it was in the late 90s. So, I mean, you, you, you didn't get all the information you, you get today. I mean, there was no, no Spotify, no, right. even no YouTube, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't remember, but I mean, uh, it was not so common to listen music from, from other places, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was really kind of special destiny, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, a friend of mine uh, gave me a CD of Piazzolla, and I thought that's interesting, that's gorgeous, and um, mm-hmm. I I listened to it, and then I bought a lot of CDs of um, of him, mm-hmm. and um, well, I thought I, I I would like to to know what what in, what instrument is this with, mm-hmm. which is so impressive so strong and um, basically the bandonion is a german instrument but uh, in germany it is not so used it's, even you don't you you can't buy a bandonion like this in germany you, you go mm-hmm. to a musical store and you say i want the bandonion and maybe they will say what <laughs> is it a, a, a bandonion Bandonion, what is a bandonion? <laughs> so uh, it's really strange that it's a German instrument, but mm-hmm. the, all the evolution uh, that in music and in, in, in history is 
is acá in, in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where, where did you yeah. acquire your first bandoneon? I bought a bandoneon in Germany, but it was another system uh, because there are different systems, and um, it was it is not a tango system or it's not an Argentinian system, uh-huh. so it was uh, more or less useless this bandoneon. <laughs> so <laughs> after I had to sell it, uh, actually I sold it to to United States. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so Piazzolla, that kind of got you into into the music. So, um, how did you did you take lessons, or were you were you self taught? Well, uh, it was it was all uh, very how to say it was a a very nice story maybe to tell because I wanted to learn bandoneon, and in Germany it was not uh, not that easy to find a professor, or it was impossible. The only person living in Berlin and uh, Imagine we don't have this stuff. We have Skype or, or, or uh, Zoom. Mm-hmm. It didn't exist in this time. So really, you you had to go to the place where the the teacher is. And uh, I lived in Stuttgart, which was in Düsseldorf, which was 500 kilometers from yeah. Berlin. So it was maybe impossible. Mm-hmm. So in in that um, in that time my father died and he lent me some money and I decided to go to Argentina for half a year to see what what will happen with all this. Oh wow! And um, well, so that that was the story that I I decided to go half a year to Buenos Aires to to take classes and to to see how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was uh, it was impressive. I mean, Buenos Aires. We were talking about 1998, mm-hmm. so it was um, it was not so common for Europeans to go to Buenos Aires. It was like maybe if you say uh, you go to Angola or no, say something like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what what did people think when when they asked you why you were in Argentina and then you were you know here to to pursue some tango lessons on your bandoneon? Well, I was uh, I was surprised. People here are very interested in uh, in are very interested in strangers. I mean, in Europeans. Uh, and uh, they they really couldn't understand so much what the hell I'm doing um, <laughs> in Buenos Aires studying bandoneon. But uh, I took classes with with several masters. Uh, I took classes with Pane. I took classes mm-hmm. with uh, Madrigal. Well, after half a year, more or less, I had the idea that it was really a long way mm-hmm. to go to play the bandoneon. Mm-hmm. Because it's an instrument that has so many, it's so complicated. It has so yeah. many uh, obstacles, you say, obstaculos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I uh, returned to Germany. I, I finished my studies. And uh, well, then it was the, the question to go ahead with the bandoneon or to go ahead with the with the photography and in um, in in first place I, I i i did it in parallel but then i i felt i had to take a decision and i took this decision in, in 2001 so then in 2001 i i, I went another time to argentina and mm. i stayed for one year nice yeah yeah i think the mm. late 90s to early 2000s that's when we really started seeing more tango growth around the around the world so i think that's a really great time where you started to uh 
to get into tango music <laughs> yeah it was it was terrific i would have uh, yeah it would have been uh, nicer to have some more uh, technique at this time because i really was a beginner and uh, and it just everything started i mean the orchestra escuela Balcarce, mm -hmm. yeah. started in this time and, and many movements i mean many orchestras started because it was like um, after a, a, a big crisis here in, in Argentina, mm -hmm. and maybe it was uh, to to find the identity, you know, because uh, tango was really something almost dead. It was for mm -hmm. all the people. It was unsexy. It was right. no go. <laughs> <laughs> and after two thousand one, two thousand two, uh, many young people. Mm -hmm. began to be interested in tango and uh, also um, in the dance and also in the music and mm -hmm. uh, suddenly there have been new orchestras i mean that mm -hmm. that was the the thing uh, also like um, um orchestras not 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 official of orchestras i mean like it was before i mean uh, in the 30s or 40s every every part of buenos aires had one two or four orchestras that mm -hmm. made uh, tango music so it was a little bit this this feeling that tango is uh, back or tango is starting all over and um, mm -hmm. there was a, a place uh, the car is called it was from the fernandez fierro mm -hmm. and they made a kind of milonga with the live music mm -hmm. and it was wow couldn't believe it <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really a a very emblematic moment or, or um, charismatic or no I don't know how you tell mm -hmm. how you call it uh, yeah. yeah yeah that's great so while you were while you were working on um, improving your your bandoneon technique of course you're studying with masters but yes. did you also meet other yes. musicians who were sort of on a similar journey that you were able to practice with yes yes I, I actually I, I, I started to play in one of these orchestras mm. We went to the street we, we, we in, in San Telmo, mm. in the Defensa Street. So we just had a, a piano on four wheels. So it was like you could transport it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in a car garage, this, this piano. So we <laughs> nice. just <laughs> took it out of this garage and uh, go to the street to play. And mm -hmm. it was every Sunday. and. Um, it was really like a popular moment. Many people uh, stayed to listen. And then it began also the tourism. And uh, it was a very nice moment. Of, mm -hmm. I mean, everything was like in movement. And there was a lot to see and to hear and to just uh, make contact with other musicians. Nice. Musicians. Yeah, because it's great because we, we, we not only learn from our masters, we also learn from our fellow musicians. And just like you said, the act of just getting out there and, and playing. Were, yeah. you know, were you just yeah. for fun? Were, were, were people dancing to your music as well during this time? In this time, it was in the street. So it was mm -hmm. uh, almost, yeah, it was not so comfortable. But I, I, don't, I don't remember so good, but we played also in in places and there people danced to, to, okay. to music. Yeah. yeah it was a little bit i i i we what we, we had no experience with tango music so it was maybe a little bit strange this music <laughs> but anyhow i i i listened to a, uh, to a recording i i found um, and it was not so bad what we made <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. great 
Mm-hmm. So did you remember yeah. the, the very first time you were actually playing at a milonga? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't remember, but it, because mm-hmm. we played uh, all the time, every time in okay. all places, I, I don't know. But it was like, uh, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now, of course, tango has now an international reach, and it's it's quite popular yes. in, in Germany as well. My my wife is from Germany, so we we visit quite often. Uh, and uh, yeah, we went yeah. to this really wonderful milonga in Mannheim, and yeah, it was just yeah. lots of lots of fun. Um, so yeah, yeah, so so did I guess uh, you eventually you started traveling internationally to to perform yeah. as well. Yeah, I I I made a, a duo with a guitarist. Mm-hmm. And we uh, with different guitarists, and um, in this format, we we made seven seven uh, um, tours, mm-hmm. especially to Germany, but we have also in in Brazil, mm-hmm. in the Netherlands, uh, in Swiss. So I played a lot after in milongas. I had several projects. One uh, was called the Typica Pocket. Mm-hmm. It, the Typica Pocket was the idea to make. Basically, the style of an orchestra with guitar and bandoneon. We mm-hmm. made a lot of, and with a singer, we made a kind of uh, Darienzo style, which was almost, um, yeah, it was a little bit with uh, with a smile on the face, no? Because it was like saying, well, we are an orchestra. Mm-hmm. And actually, we, we have been at the trio, but the idea was to make the same cut, like, like in the traditional versions of the, the orchestras. So when you... Uh, when you're into the tango music, you know that there's a special cut, a, ryth- a rhythmical cut. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, several elements, which is a marcato, mm-hmm. a syncopa, and um, also there are like transitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So when you hear a, a tango of Darienzo, it's very clear. It's chan 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 chum chan tum pam da 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 no it's a c and and this this cut of the of the this rhythmical cut and of ideas when you translate it to a bandoneon a guitar it still has this essence so it still makes you dance that was the the idea about this little orchestra i mean and we yeah i people liked it a lot and um was a, a very nice experience to mm-hmm. play this. Yeah. yeah, it's great that you just really, yeah. really went all in and just really immersed yourself in, in tango. I mean, like you said, you had to make a decision yeah. between music or, or photography, and you went with, yes. with the music. So, yeah, what was the reaction from from family and friends um, back in Stuttgart that when you when you said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing tango full time." <laughs> Well, it, it was positive. My mother, uh, of course, she she was not so happy with the decision that I, I decided to to stay in Argentina. Mm-hmm. I played also in the in the place where she lives, and well, she's uh, I, I'm I'm sure she, that she's proud of me, but she could not say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, but, I uh, have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Normally, it's it, it's a re- it's really positive the direction. So um, mm-hmm. when I go to Germany, I play also in the milongas, but I began also with a special program, which is a little bit tango history or my history mixed with the music. So I mm-hmm. I tell people about the live, uh, living in Buenos Aires, about the tango music, mm-hmm. 
uh, some little stories about things that are maybe strange for, for somebody who know who doesn't know mm-hmm. what is life in Buenos Aires. So um, I, I made this program and people, I think, really liked it. And um, uh, it was like, um, I felt like in an in a interface and mm-hmm. a, because I understand Germans and I understand um, Argentinians. So I just can make a bridge between the two cultures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so whenever you mm. are in Germany, do you do you, are there any specific malangas you regularly play, or do you go all over the country? I I go all of the, the over the country. So this year I I couldn't go because of this all this um, yeah. COVID thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I actually um, have uh, places where I I like to play. For example, in Stuttgart in Tango Palace, mm-hmm. places like this. Um, we played in Mannheim, we played in Heidelberg, we played in uh, all, all over Germany. I, I don't remember all the places, but yes, mm-hmm. um, uh, Germans are very, very good uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully next time I'm in Germany, you maybe perhaps will be there as well. Maybe I can hear you perform. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I in the year... 2018, mm-hmm. I got um, from the National Institute of Music that they, uh, I, I won a, how is it called? A competition? No, yeah. it's not a competition. Com- yeah. Uh, yeah, competition. Yeah, and then they gave me the first prize and it was uh, to, to produce a, a CD. Mm. Or a, yeah. And we, I, I go, I, I went to the famous Yon Studios, which are the most emblematic studios for tango recording. I mean, everybody yeah. recorded there uh, from the 15s, from the 50s to to now. Everybody wow. in tango is uh, uh, recording there. They have really uh, equipments which you you will not find in any other place. They have the old Neumann uh, tube uh, microphones, so. With this, um, with this prize, I made a, a, a conceptual mm-hmm. disc, yeah. which I invited for every song another guitarist. So all the guitarists I played in all these years that I, I'm here uh, participated in this um, CD. Nice. So it's really more, it's more uh, an anthology of the Argentinian tango guitar than, mm-hmm. <laughs> than of the bandone. Um, but it's uh, I, I called it flaneur. Flaneur mm-hmm. is um, idea of um, of Baudelaire. It's a person that goes without looking for something is uh, special. Mm-hmm. He goes to the free, to the streets and then he just finds th- interesting things. Yeah. And a little bit it was like this when I I, I mean I went to to Buenos Aires to to study bandoneon, but mm-hmm. I. I found so many things here, and yeah. so I met so many people, and so many uh, great musicians, and so really. It, uh, and the thing here in, in Argentina or in, in Buenos Aires is that you, uh, well, I ask musicians that are really top line and mm-hmm. uh, to go to the studio with me, and there was no problem. They say, yes, yeah, we will. Yeah, and I say, well, there's not so much money. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so was really kind of mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of uh, 
incredible that you can just meet the people and make projects and, and, and that, that these things work like magic here. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like you said, like the, the generosity of so many tango musicians, yeah. it's just it's yeah. really wonderful and how willing they are to, to help other people who are interested. Yeah. And I really yeah. like what you said about, you know, this idea of kind of just going and then just just without a very specific goal, but then just playing and then discovering all these wonderful things along along the way. And that's just such yeah. an important lesson, I think, in life. I mean, yeah. So many of us sort of insist on a particular outcome when we pursue something. And then, you know, but if you kind of go in a direction, but just be open to the other things you discover. And I think that's a, yeah. that's a lesson we, yeah. all need to, we all need to really be mindful of. Yeah, I think that's, um, that, that was the great, the spiritual thing about the, the open-mindedness. And uh, I would be uh, economically much better uh, if I, I, I worked in a bank or something, but well. Uh, <laughs> Would you be happier? I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I know. don't know. I, <laughs> um, living from music is always, um, it's complicated in every, mm. in every decade and all times. It was for Bach complicated, for yes. people and for everybody. So, mm -hmm. well, you just know about uh, this when you just go into this uh, art mm -hmm. no, thing. So, I'm 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 okay with this. I, I'm I'm really happy that I choose yeah. this way. Good. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of lot of yeah. people out there are yeah enjoying your music. So what's your yeah. practice? What's what's your practice routine like, Renardo? Every day? Do you, do you practice every day? Every morning or? Yes, actually, uh, this uh, in this um, quarantine, quarantine. Yep, yep. Quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quarantine. Uh, it was, I mean, it was impossible to, to just uh, meet other people to make rehearsals. So I, I wrote a book. I wrote a book, nice. um, Solos de Tango. Mm -hmm. And I made like five arrangements uh, for Bandoneon Solo. It took me a, a lot of time to, because I, I, I wanted to make it simple but, but nice. So it's mm -hmm. really, it's, uh, sometimes it's easier to just add a lot of notes and just make it complicated. It, it sounds great, but mm -hmm. my idea was that the that the intermediate uh, player could play, it, mm -hmm. and also that I can play it like without uh, stressing me. You know, so then yeah. that it sounds nice. And it, it was also the result. I studied um, uh, arrangement with Rodolfo Meneiros, and he said, "Well, I don't know, Ambrose. I don't understand because why all this arrangement." Have so many notes. It seems to be like mm -hmm. um, Christmas tree or something yeah. like this. You, you add a lot of things and mm -hmm. uh, uh, you don't see the tree. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Writing is is a very good uh, study. Mm -hmm. You study the instrument. You just think about how it sounds and and then you play it. So this is a a, a routine. I, I also give classes to people in all the world and mm -hmm. uh, Germany and. England and um, also I have to prepare the classes so I just when when I mm -hmm. show you something I just have to play it good no yeah yeah, yeah. so it's a little bit the routine which which is uh, natural I mean I don't have to uh, force it I mean it's it really comes in and well and then when you say I would like to play a little bit of Bach or something and then mm -hmm. you see oh that's that's complicated and so you just go ahead every day a little bit and you, you just go into the instrument, no? Yeah, yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. So, of course, you know, like we said about the the journeys and the different things we we discover. I mean, you also, like you said, arrange and and you are yes. a composer as well. Yes. Uh, yes. So, do you compose just mainly tango songs, or just things, or are you just kind of inspired by different genres? I don't know. I'm very eclectic. I I have uh, my moments. Now, I I uh, recently I finished um, Argentinian samba which is uh, music from the um, north of Argentina. Argentina is so rich in music, it's incredible. I mean, mm. every region has its own music. Of course, uh, Buenos Aires is tango, milonga, and waltz. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you go to the north, you have the samba, you have the chacarera. Mm -hmm. You go to Entre Rios, you have the chamamé. It's really every expression is so so rich in things to discover. Mm -hmm. So, well, I, I made um, a chamamé also, mm -hmm. and uh, a, a young bandoneonist, his, uh, Marco Antonio Fernandez, mm -hmm. he's from chamamé, he's very good. And he liked it, and I, play, uh, I asked him if he would like to play uh, or, or to record it. I said, yes. So he recorded my, uh, my chamamé, <laughs> A uh, chamamé uh, uh, musician, so it's <laughs> I'm a little bit in, in this, but actually I I'm not into a special style. Maybe mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm just entering in in every style possible, and then well, I have my conclusions out of this. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you said, it's I mean, of course, when I think Argentina, I'm always thinking tango, but. Yeah, like you said, there are so yeah. many different styles to explore and just to, to get a taste of them. Yeah. And I think that all that it ultimately helps you as a musician, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I, this year, for example, I got a special mention of the, um, the National Art Fall, uh, Art. Um, it's called Fondo Nacional de las Artes. Mm -hmm. This national art found, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but uh, there are only three prizes, and well, the special mention is like the fourth prize. If okay. You like, so it was like a, a competition of more than two thousand five hundred uh, uh, participants. Project. So yeah. it was really for me. I, I couldn't believe it that it was uh, that, the, that I had this mention. You know? mm -hmm. So. Well, I'm into this country. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so Bernardo, yeah. uh, you know, Astor Piazzolla is still continuing to influence people, and I'm yeah. sure there may be. Who knows? There may be someone, you know, listening to this interview who's just starting to get curious about the bandoneon, much in the same way that you were. Uh, what kind of advice yeah. would you have for for beginning musicians who are interested in starting tango, whether the bandoneon or any other? Uh, kind of interest, instrument? I think that uh, everybody has to find his own way mm -hmm. to just get uh, what, what he needs. Uh, but it's the same with my, with my students. I say, well, you have to be very patient. If you make tango with a bandoneon, it's a one thing. If you make it with a violin, it's another thing. If you make it with a guitar, it's another thing. First, you have to, to play good the instrument that mm -hmm. you use. And then... Uh, you have to listen and you have to go to the places where, where they dance tango. So it's, I mean, Piazzolla, he came, for example, from a dancing orchestra, which was the orchestra of Troilo, mm. Anibal Troilo. 
So he, he knew about all the, the history of tango. He was a, a ranger for Troilo. Mm-hmm. So he knew about the idea, what, where, where is the tango born? So you hear this in the music of Piazzolla. Mm-hmm. Even he, he put it in another place, in another uh, time also. I mean, in the 70s, the tango was not so popular anymore, even in Argentina. But he had all this idea from the dancing hall, from the dancers, from that it is a service also, I mean, in a way. Troilo also said, and always said, we have to play that the people dance. If the people don't dance, it is we don't play good. Mm-hmm. So I say to every musician, make the people dance. I mean, mm-hmm. think think that uh, you, you don't make something intellectual. You make something that goes to the heart and that goes to the feet. And uh, even if you just listen, but you dance inside, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. you can listen to, to Oscar Peterson. I mean, maybe you don't dance, but you feel swing. You go yeah. just, you, you hear one minute of, of Peterson, you are like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a little bit what I think. Um, that um, music is um, is something that you share, and music is a, something that uh, makes you happy, but it should make happier the, the yeah. listener also. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. great, yeah. great. Yeah. So Bernardo, uh, how do we find out more about you online? Well, I'm my my homepage now is in construction. It's okay. uh, BernardoFingas.com, mm-hmm. uh, but you uh, you find me in Facebook. Bernardo Fingas okay. or in Instagram Bernardo Fingas. Okay, great. And you and you also give lessons online as well. Yes. Okay. Yes. So other people who are just starting to bandoneon, um, yeah, hopefully they can contact you and uh, perhaps get some lessons and some good uh, life advice and life experience with the <laughs> with with you. Yeah, of course. I I I, I, I would be very happy to give uh, to yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and again, mm-hmm. for people who are starting off on the bandoneon, thinking it's a difficult instrument, there are people out there willing to help. Uh, people like you, Bernardo, and others who have helped you. Um, the, again, the yes. tango music scene is extremely generous, and they're very kind, and they just love. Yes, they love to spread the uh, you know the joy of tango, and to they really love their music, and that's just a really special. Yeah. That's a special place to be with uh, with this, yeah, this genre. Indeed, yeah. indeed, it's like this. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, Bernardo, I feel we could talk all day with uh, about tango, but I know you have a very busy schedule, and uh, and I know you at some point this week you have a dentist appointment, and you have a big, a very busy schedule. So, but thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to to speak with me and to and to share yeah. your experiences. It was really, it was really fun. Yeah, it was a pleasure for me, and so uh, I hope. Um, one day we can just meet yeah. uh, here in Buenos Aires yeah. and uh, maybe take a coffee or yeah, absolutely. Or oh, I'd love to hear your group sometime and uh, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, dance to your music either in Buenos Aires yeah. or perhaps in in Germany because I we we my yeah. wife and I we go there every once in a while. All right, Bernardo. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much and uh, yeah. yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch and hope again. I hope to hear you perform in person sometime. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Thank you for the invitation, Joe. Thank you for your time, Bernardo. And it was great meeting you. 
It was fun hearing about his personal tango story. What began as a curiosity with the bandoneon led him to purchase one. Then he ended up going to Buenos Aires to learn more. And then he wanted to improve his technique. He met other musicians. He started playing with bands. Then he relocated to Argentina, started touring, started arranging and composing and on and on. Kind of opened up a huge can of worms in a good way. And that's one of the magical things about diving into tango, when we just follow where it takes us, and if we don't try to force a specific, narrow outcome, we encounter all kinds of adventures. We also encounter all kinds of people, and we learn all kinds of neat stuff. And we just need to be open to them, and not be afraid to take bold action when opportunities arise. I also like what Bernardo said about tango music, in that one should play in a manner that makes people want to dance. Yes, we need to learn good technique, we need to practice and be disciplined, but we can't be too academic with our approach to music. At the end of the day, does our playing make people want to get onto the dance floor or not? Perhaps that motivation should come first. So thank you again, Bernardo, for sharing your thoughts. And a huge thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a quick moment to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review. That really helps out. If you've been a fan for a while and would like to help keep the podcast going, you can make a secure donation through PayPal or join my podcast page on Subscribestar, which you can find at subscribestar.com slash tango podcast. Links are in the description. Thanks for your support. All right, you've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.